0: Hey y'all! Hey y'all! We're back to back to back with another um episode, and uh, no. yeah, <laughs> it's July first, new month, the first of the new month, opportunities, new money.
1: <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. I new money, new money, claiming that.
0: But yeah, so last hey. week's episode, um. Camille was here, if y'all remember that. You know. Yeah. Um, Last week was the recap. way more weird than me. I just
1: have to say that. Anyway,
0: continue. Last week was the recap. So if you didn't catch that, um, definitely go back. Listen to the episode because it was great. This week, the last two, bro. We're in the last of this series. The last two. The last two, so the last two fruits are goodness and self-control, so we'll be covering those today, um, and yeah, so let's just get into it. So what are the fruits of the Spirit? Galatians 5, 22 to 23, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faith, and the gentleness, self-control. Against such things there hey. is no... Why <laughs> are oh, we going so fast? it was like you had like boom 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 you just went okay yeah <laughs> so yeah those are the just spirit and the last two today is goodness and self-control period so we're just gonna get into the definitions like what is goodness what is self-control mm-hmm.
1: I was waiting on you to say, so Camille, how would you define it? But you didn't say it.
0: So Camille, how
1: would you define it? Okay. Thank you for asking. I, okay. (laughs) This is not an interview. I just, I just didn't want to disrupt the flow because that's typically how you do it. But anyway, um, as
0: I was thinking about this also, sorry. Sorry if y'all hear background, like, from outside, there's just a lot of movement going on, workers down there cutting trees and stuff, like, I don't know what's happening, but yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay. Thanks for the discretion. Um, so how I would describe goodness, simply put, God, because God is good. That's good. All the time, and all the time, God is good. And I know we, like, people know that saying, but no, God literally is good, period. And how we would define goodness is is literally him. So I would just say it's it's just, it is like, it is like a state or quality of something being good. But like, if I'm, why would I use the word within the definition? So my definition is God. God is goodness. And then for self-control, I would really just say, as I was reading more about it, this came to mind, like resisting temptation. That's basically basically what self-control really is. That really sums it up. Oh, and another thing. I do have these other notes for goodness. Um, I would also add that goodness is kind of like love and kindness. Again, these kind of all blend together. So I would say there's some aspects of love and kindness and gentleness that go into being good. Um, But I think God sums up all of that. So it's still God. However, I would also supplement it with love and kindness.
0: That's good. I like how you said, like, goodness is God, and I was just thinking, like, you can't spell goodness with oh, God without <laughs> the Literally, you literally, can't. another O. It's literally just another O. So, yeah, that's good. And then how you said everything ties together. When I was reading more on goodness, they were just saying like how God shows His goodness, love, joy, pe- like goodness, literally, goodness and love. I think just tie up the whole fruits of the spirit, the whole fruit mm-hmm. of the spirit, like the beginning and the He is the beginning and the end. Oh, never mind, bro. It was about to be crazy if love started and goodness finished it, but it didn't, bro. <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> Anyways. But it did. No. Oh, for us. A lot. For us, it did. I was talking about the verse oh oh but for no that is crazy though because because i was, we started Cause Cause I was yeah. like what are you talking about it, it is anyway yeah. <laughs> but yeah we literally did begin to end it but anyway whatever love and goodness like <laughs> ties up the whole through the spirit that's really good um yeah so goodness me is just like the opposite of evil or being morally right being consciously right. I think I got that from somewhere. Um, but, yeah, just, I don't know. Like, when you hear the word good, it's kind of, like, a basic word. But there's so much more into it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, self-control, like Camille said, resisting temptation. Okay. So resisting sorry. My neighbor's temptation. dog is so uh, loud. And just, like, denying your flesh. mm. That's a big one. I'm gonna talk about that yeah. one a little bit more. But so that's the a control huge has to do with denying your flesh, moderation, like oh <sighs> she getting into my notes, y'all. She's getting into my notes. Go ahead. Oh, anyway, let's uh <laughs> this is about to go, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's It's really about to be crazy, but also, sorry, I don't know if y'all can hear, but my neighbor's dog is just literally so loud. And it's not even the one right next to us. It's the one behind our house. So I'm getting distracted, but I'm trying to stay focused, trying to discipline myself to stay focused. There we go. Okay. So now I'm going to talk about how Google defines goodness and self-control. And then, of course, I ain't going to do the other tongue. And then we're going to wrap it up with how the Bible describes it. So first up, we have Google. Google describes, not describes, defines goodness as the quality of being morally good or virtuous. And something that I wanted to note was that a synonym that Google had was righteousness. And I thought that was really interesting. And of course, we serve a righteous God. So I just thought like that was, it was all kind of tied together. And then for self-control, the definition is the ability to control oneself. In particular, one's emotions and desires or the expression of them in one's behavior, especially in difficult situations. And I thought that was so crazy because it kind of touches on like how we need to have patience because that's when you're enduring something. That's where self-control t- ties in. And again, this is why it's one fruit. They all kind of correlate and I would say relate to one another and bounce off of each other or whatever. Um, and then a synonym that self-control had was self-discipline. And I also want to pull that out because some some versions of the Bible will say self-discipline. Some versions say self-control. So whichever version you're reading, It's all the same. When they're talking about self-control, they are still talking about self-discipline. And I like how Google even acknowledges that.
0: That's good. That's really good. So goodness in Hebrew is tov. And it's the most, quote the most theologically important uses of these words have to do with moral qualities. So when you talk about somebody being good, you're talking about their qualities or their character. In Greek, it's... (laughs) <laughs> the word for goodness is agathosum mm-hmm. equals mm-hmm. um an uprightness of heart and life Ooh, and we thought, yeah i was like that's really good did you want to say uh, something
1: it, it's gonna touch like i the, the fact that it talks about your heart i want to talk about your heart posture later on so like that was that's great how that how that relates really,
0: yeah really so i like do. how it says an uprightness of heart like you have an upright heart. You live an upright life. Mm-hmm. And that's shown by the qualities, your qualities and your character and all that. Um, <laughs> something that GCU said <laughs> in an article. We quote a lot Because I put, I searched this up and I put this in here and then mm-hmm. I scrolled down and saw that Camille had the same note. But yeah. Whatever. We're just so, just so day. we
1: are clear, she did say Camille had the same note after she had searched it up. So, yeah. Anyway, I just want I, I just want to let the people know that just repeated information, like I have said it
0: first,
1: but it's cool. We can get different revelations from it. So,
0: right. <laughs> okay, GCU You said when we strive to be good, only for our own benefit. Mm. You can be good only for your own benefit. It is not truly goodness that we possess. Mm -hmm. So actually I have a question there. If we're not being, if we're being good only for our own benefit, what is it called? If it's not called goodness. Selfishness. That's good. That's because
1: if you're doing, if you're only being good for your benefit, it's not really good because the point of being good is for others. It's not for yourself. That's good. And Selfish. how you would feel someone else's goodness. Like, it's kind of like a it's a domino effect. Like, you're being good for other people and other people are being good for you. And it's like, that's how we're supposed to, like, really operate. But unfortunately, we don't in this fallen world. But that's what that is. It's really selfishness because you'll do something. Because sometimes, like, we'll do a good deed for so we can feel better or so other people can see us like oh did you see me like that's why some people like they'll be a little bit extra with it when they're doing community service like did you see me we saw you and even if we didn't were you still going to do it like what are you doing behind closed doors like god sees everything even if another person didn't see you god saw you so if you're trying to act like you do all this stuff just to put on a show for other people god sees that too And if nobody says anything about how good of a job that you're doing, still do it. Like still move with excellence, still do excellence because God is watching you and God is proud of you even when no one else is seeing what you're doing. So just be mindful of that. Like you're not doing it just so other people of the church can see that. Oh, she helped out. No, that's not do it because you like one we're called to serve and you genuinely like want to serve, but it's not just so people can recognize you serving. That's not the, that's not having a servant's mentality
0: or servant's heart. That's good. Number one, Matthew talks about that. I believe that's Matthew. And the number two, that same thing that you just said came up today about like waiting on oh. God. So that's really good. That's really good. Um, selfishness. We could, I think we can say selfishness, Mm, i don't know about that well it could be the opposite selfishness could be the opposite of goodness or one of the words that's the opposite of goodness yeah yeah that's good okay so it says let me read again when we strive to do good only for our own benefit it is not truly goodness that we possess when we act out of true goodness of the heart and reflect the fruit of the spirit Yes. We are obedient to God's commands and seek the benefit of others. Yes. So just to break that down real quick, they were only talking about goodness, but they still brought up the fruit of the spirit, showing again that like goodness ties it all together. Um. Yeah. And then it says we are obedient to God's commands and seek the benefit of others. So we're obeying God and we're doing things that will benefit other people, not ourselves. Um, they also say our actions come from a place of selflessness and we place the needs of others before our own. So, again, that goes back to like laying down your own desires, picking up what someone else wants to do, doing it. We talked about that last week, too. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's goodness. Um And then self-control in Greek is in It is the power over oneself self-mastery the virtue that holds our appetites in control controlling mm. our rational will or regulating our conduct without being dully swayed by sensuous desires and then it also talks about how moderation is a key element in self-control mm-hmm. yeah that that was good um the latin definition of self-control also talked about um it having to do with like moderation. An example of that is like eating certain foods in moderation, just eating in moderation in general. Um, You're having self-control. So, yeah.
1: That's really good. And my notes also kind of talk about like moderation and selflessness. So it's really nice to see how it all ties together. So how I'm going to – first I'm going to talk about the goodness – and what the Bible says about it. And like Cheyenne said, we both happen to be using something from GCU or Grand King University. At this point, they need to like, we need to do a partnership with them or something. Oh,
0: literally.
1: Like, <laughs> let's let's go to Arizona.
0: GCU up so much.
1: No, we really do, but it's a great source. So I I um yeah, I definitely would recommend it for other people. So how I'm kind of categorizing or summarizing the goodness, it's really about your heart posture. It's all a heart posture. That's what separates something from being genuinely good and something that looks good. Um, And I have some notes from my phone, y'all. Like I literally put in the note, look at phone. So let me look at it. So today's um, verse of the day, I was looking through the story throughout the Bible, not not the Bible, throughout the Bible app. And the verse was talking about how God is a lamb, is a lamb, not God. That Jesus is a lamb of God. And lamb was used because that was really a sacrificial animal when um trying to do atonement for your sins and everything. And by John describing Jesus as that, he's like the ultimate sacrifice, he's the ultimate lamb. So that just provides some some context of what the verse of the day was. Now, as you click through the Bible story, they'll also have like a devotional tied with it. And I want to just pull something out from that devotional. And it says, God asks his followers to reflect his son rather than draw attention to self. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was so fitting for when we're talking about goodness and how it really is a heart posture. And then we're just talking about the overall series of the fruit of the spirit and how we're trying to be um, a light. We're trying to let Jesus's light shine through us. so Other people can see it. And the point of basically is that if we're striving to follow God, like we're supposed to be reflecting Jesus. That's like, that's the goal. That's what we should be striving towards every single time. Not drawing attention to ourselves, not having other people see how good we really are. Not having other people like, oh, I want to be so extra when I pray so other people can see me. Now there's a difference between actually like being like really um, into it and like the Holy Spirit taking over. There's a difference between that and then being like fake with it. Because yeah. other people can pick up on it you know god can pick up on it like there's like because sometimes i'm like okay buddy i don't know (laughs) like come on so there's times where like we can over spiritualize or make religion really take over instead of like the relationship with god instead of really just the whole point of it is we're supposed to just be like jesus period and that was like what we did in that other episode when we were talking about um patience and gentleness and kindness was just be like jesus like all the fruit of the spirit is supposed to be evidence of us being like Jesus. And yeah, I I thought that was very suiting for today. and Just making sure that your heart is in check when you're doing certain things. Now, let me pull up the quote from GCU. And the quote I'm going to talk about is, goodness is is action. So it's not something we do only for the sake of being virtuous. It's not something we do only because it's like just to be so we can be good. That's why we do good acts, stuff like that. So when we strive to be good only for our own benefit, it's not truly goodness that we possess. And I know Cheyenne already mentioned that before. So really it's just making sure your heart is in the right position. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it to be seen or am I doing it to be like Jesus? Like, am I doing it to show Jesus's light through me? Or am I doing it just so other people can notice me? And this definitely takes some more... This definitely takes a lot of self-reflection and everything, and it takes time. It's a process. What
0: were you saying? I said I was just about to say that. It takes a process? No, the self-reflection. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot of self-reflection. Why are you doing it? Yeah.
1: And it really just... I think this also ensures that you don't just do things just to do things like you need to pause and really think about what you're doing, even because all good things aren't God things, because just because it's a good thing, God may not be telling you to do that. And sometimes we just disobey God for the sake of like, but it's a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing. But did God tell you to do it? Is God? God didn't want to use you in that situation. He wanted to use someone else, and now you just messed that up. So now God—I mean, it's not a problem for God, but God's like, okay, now we got to, you know, make something shift a little bit since you don't want to listen. So it all takes about like you know, listening to God, being obedient to the word, and then just really checking yourself, doing a heart check, um, doing a pulse check, as some people say, and then um, the greatest biblical example is Jesus Christ. And the whole point of this this series was really just to be like Jesus. So I thought this was great. And um, from the same article from GCU, they said, as he died on the cross, meaning Jesus, for the sins of humanity in order to give us the gift of eternal life, his ministry and sacrifice is an example of God's goodness toward mankind. That's the biggest example like in the Bible, just literally Jesus dying for our sins so we can be closer really? to the Father. And God giving that ultimate sacrifice because he truly loves us, that just shows his, that only not only shows his goodness, but it shows his love. It shows his mercy. It shows his grace. It shows his patience with us because it was many years later before Jesus actually Died on the cross, but Jesus was always there because we already know, like in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh. Like Jesus was already there even in the Old Testament. It was just years later before he became flesh, and then he could die on the cross. So it took a lot of patience on God's part. It's like, okay, I know what I have to do, but it's gonna take some time. And then also another example is that Jesus is called the Good Shepherd because he laid his life for his sheep. Um, that's another thing, like he's good because it really was a sacrifice, it really was selflessness. That's why he's so good Ooh, I didn't even peep that that's why he's so good it's just a sacrifice like what are you what are you giving up that's, that's like that's another like good when you're mm-hmm. checking your heart posture like not only why am I doing this okay what am I giving up what is the impact that I um that I'm making even if it's not this whole big grand impact I think any anything small can still have big impacts on someone else's life even if it touches one person that's much greater than just touching nobody at all. So just um, I would just say like be mindful of that and understanding that it doesn't have to be this big elaborate community service project in order for you to be good. You don't have to give millions upon millions. Now, if you have the means to do that, go go ahead and just give, give the millions, but you don't have to give millions upon millions just to be seen as good. There are other ways to be good. Um, and then as I talk about self-control, I would say the summary that I got for this section was how can I defeat my flesh? How can I keep killing my flesh? Not only defeat, but like, how can I kill my flesh? Like the flesh has to die. You have to kill your flesh daily as we walk um, closer with Christ and as we strive to be more like Christ. Um, And these are from my own personal notes. Now, granted, I don't know if I got this from a podcast, a devotional, I did not specify, but these are notes that I have. And I thought it was really relevant to this conversation and it says hoping to have a better life won't bring a better life. Habits Mm -hmm. that honor God will bring a better life. It's not enough to want to do something. You have to actually do it and do it consistently. And then I was reminded of the scripture that faith without works is dead. Like I can't just keep hoping and praying like, oh yes, that's important. But if you sit and do nothing, why would that change? Like why is it going to change for you if you're sitting and doing nothing? Why would God give you more if you're not stewarding what you already have? I think that's like a whole part of like stewardship and everything. That's not just with money, but that's like with opportunities, more responsibility. Why would he, Why you're asking for more, but you're not managing what you already have now. Mm-hmm. And managing what you have now takes self-control. So again, yeah, it's not enough to hope and wish and pray for a better life if you don't have habits that honor God, like habits that honor God will truly bring you a better life. Like that's, um, and the habits that honor God are all part of that self-control. And you know, we're doing self-control for God when you're really like connected to the source and really doing stuff because you can have discipline in like other areas in your life and discipline is important, but if you're not spiritually disciplined, I feel as though that the other aspects of your life will really just I don't know, it won't be at its prime. It, you won't be like really at your at your best if you're not really tapped in spirit, um, if you're not really disciplined spiritually, but you are in other areas of your life. Because if you try to work backwards, is it doesn't really work. The best way to do it is to work inwards and like work on your soul, work on your spirit, and then it will manifest into other areas of your life. Um, and then from gotquestions.org, that's also a really good site. Like, if you, like, have questions, like, people will give you biblical answers. Um, when I looked up self-control, it talks about self-control involving moderation. So Cheyenne mentioned that constraint and the ability to say no to our desires and fleshly lusts. And I know Cheyenne had mentioned that earlier before, like, just, like, just saying no. And I think that's just very important. And they talked about how the King James Version, when we're talking about, um, when we're talking about the fruit of the spirit, like the Galatians 5.22, King James Version calls self-control temperance, which means moderation in thought, word, or action. I just thought that was really interesting to see like the, the variations when you look at different versions of the scripture. And then another thing from this site, it says that one of the proofs of God's working in our lives is the ability to control our own thoughts words and actions. So there goes that moderation, there goes that temperance. And it's not that we are naturally weak filled, but it's because our fallen nature is an in under influence of sin. So basically the greatest biblical example is just that the fact that we live in a sinful world and we do have a savior, but we have to die to our flesh daily to actually listen and truly accept Jesus as Lord. A lot of us accept Jesus as savior, but not as Lord. We don't want God to intervene in other parts that's of our good. life, but it's like, I believe in you, but I'm not going to follow you. What, what good does that do? Again, you hoping and wishing and praying, but you don't have habits that honor God. So it's not really
0: going to work. And yeah, that's, that's what I have. That's good. Going back to what you said about, um, it's not enough to do something you have to actually do it and consistently it also we've been talking about like a few people said this this week like doing everything you do with your whole heart and like mm-hmm. it. um and not just yes. doing it not just being mediocre but actually doing it because you want to benefit from it and get and see the results um so yeah and I just like how it goes back to the moderation just like I don't know when I think of moderation I think of like portioning things and like being mm-hmm. aware of what you're doing being aware of what you're looking at being yeah. reading all of that so yeah um so getting into what these look like in our lives so goodness um first thing I thought about with goodness is like just seeing God's goodness manifested through the big and the small things um mm-hmm. so an example like my full ride God was working there. That's a big thing. Of course, God was there. But also like a small thing is um like he was also there and working when he reminded me of the answer on my bio exam. Like some people may see that as like a small thing that the answer came back to you, but God was still there and he was his goodness was still manifested through that. Um so yeah, and then I kind of just sat with like what does God being good actually mean? Because we say that all the time, mm-hmm. like, but what does it actually mean? Um, And some things I wrote was like, God showing his grace, showing his mercy, showing his love, even when we don't deserve it, mm-hmm. is literally mm-hmm. God's goodness being manifested. Um, Like the mere act of us waking up and being able to even be on this podcast like is the goodness of God. Like the fact that we can um. <clears throat> talk, Whoa! The fact that our boards work like Whoa. literally, though, Like, did you want to say something?
1: I had in my notes about how, like, the goodness of God, like how it's manifested in my life. I literally, I had put the podcast, and then I took it off my notes. But then I, I thought about it again this morning, and I was like, oh no, I want to make sure I say it. And then you just said the fact that we're on this podcast, and I was like, here we go.
0: Yeah. <sighs> that was it that was it i was just like wow and that's like us being on this podcast is god's goodness manifested multiple ways multiple ways like just us just being like (laughs) just thinking like biologically bro like just being able to sit here and focus and talk like literally something can go wrong in our bodies in the next minute and it can just all be over like A neuron can do something that it's not supposed to do. And that's it. We're done. Like, literally, bro, like, when you think about how good God is, and just, that's why I love learning about, like, the body and stuff, and just understanding, like, connections and cells and all those things, because there are, like, a billion things that can go wrong all at one time, literally. And then we won't be able to do any of this. So... Just, I don't know, like just learning more about medicine and body and stuff. I just see God's goodness from a totally different perspective. And it's just so cool. Um, but yeah, so everything God does is good. Like small things, big thing, big things don't like think that something is small. And it's like, Oh no, God isn't working here. That was just something I did. No, like God is literally it wasn't you. It Um, wasn't (laughs) you. It literally wasn't you. Um, and there's something that Camille brought up that was also in my notes, um, is that the best way that God shows his goodness is by sending his son. Mm. He literally did not have to send him, but he did. Um, that's, very grateful. Yeah, that's just, yeah. Um, another way that goodness has shown up in my life is like seeing God's goodness in the waiting season and yes. understanding that he does everything for my good. The wait is for my good. And he's being good by letting me wait. Right? Oh. So Romans 8. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, fact that pause, 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 pause. You're not gonna just drop that and have us just so you just said not only is he good, but he's, for what he like gives you, but he's good for while you're for allowing you to wait for what he has planned for you. Like he's good in the waiting. The fact that you're waiting. That's just all for God's goodness, because if he gave it to you at a time where you weren't ready, then you'd be blaming God that you weren't prepared. But the waiting season is preparation. That's why the waiting season is good. It's all about preparation. It's all part of the Mm -hmm. process. You weren't ready yet. So that's why I have you wait.
0: Yeah. You should be thanking God for the wait. I'm going to say we because it can be a struggle, but we should be thanking God for the wait, thanking him for his goodness. The fact Mm -hmm. that we're waiting is a good thing. Yeah. Because if you would have got it prematurely, and I always go back to the example of like the baby. Pastors usually bring this up. But like when you're um, going through pregnancy or whatever, if the baby hey, comes. To repeat randomly, what you said. Wait, wait. Repeat what you said. It kind of cut out. You said, said something about Pastor. I don't know. Yeah. When I think of like the waiting season, I always go from, hold on. <laughs> oh, there's a plane flying. It's the.
1: The way that we're so, y'all, you, we still do the podcast despite
0: everything going on. No, despite. That, not, <laughs> we
1: are obedient to the Lord because the way that the <laughs>
0: No, there's be so much going on at one time. Like, y'all don't even know for real. Like. <laughs> okay, so that's what I was saying. When I think of the waiting season, I think of like um, a, uh, a woman during labor. And a lot of pastors bring this example up too. But like when the woman is pregnant, she cannot um, have the baby early. If you have the baby early, that's a premature baby. And that is not good. Things happen that are not good. The baby has to go to the NICU or the baby dies. Like it's just not good. So nothing coming early is good. Um, So we have to wait. We have to allow it to process. And we can just see God's goodness wrapped up all in that. It may not feel like God is being good in that time. Cause you know the pain and it's hurting and all of that stuff, but it's it's for a good reasons for a good. Purpose. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Pause right there. Sorry,
1: God's goodness is not dependent on on our feelings. God is still good even if we don't feel like that is good. He's good Yeah, he's not dependent on how we're feeling. Cause feel we talk about this a lot. Feelings and emotions are like fleeting. They're not always true. They're valid. Like it's like important that you're feeling something that means one, if you're feeling something, that means you're, you know, you're still alive and stuff. Like if you're feeling angry, like rightfully so, if you're feeling like if you're feeling upset, like these are like regular emotions that happen, but they're valid, but they're not always true. They're not always reality. So understanding that although we may not, we may not feel good. God is still good. Him. His goodness is not dependent on our feelings. He's good regardless, period. Like that's that's just him.
0: That's good. That's good. Um, something else that goes <laughs> into God. Like God. <laughs> so something else that goes into God's goodness is like how he shows his goodness is like he's good even when we're not. He doesn't turn evil when we do evil against him or we sin against him. He's so good because he's still God. Yes. And you can't yes. just talking because if he did, he wouldn't be God. Cheyenne, Cheyenne, there's literally a
1: scripture. I have notes about this. Keep going, but when I find the scripture, I might have to
0: interrupt you. Okay. Yeah. But keep going. Um, but yeah. So when God sins against us, when well, when we sin against God, He's still good. He still gives us grace. Um, yeah. So we just have to remember that, like God will never switch up. Period. He's going to be good regardless. And we may not be able to see it, but he still is. Um, a verse that I thought of yesterday when I was going over this, too, is Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is mm-hmm. good. Blessed is the one who <gasps> takes refuge in him. Is that the verse? I am.
1: No, but I found my other yep. verse. I know okay. we're talking about taste and see the goodness of the Lord, but really quickly, y'all, I had to find it. So 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. Like That's literally to Cheyenne's point. Even when we're not good, God is good. And the note mm-hmm. I have with this was just thank you, God, for never switching up even when we do. And it's so funny that Cheyenne said he never switches up. But yeah, y'all, even when we're unfaithful, we turn our backs on God. Day, like all the time myself included like it's not like it's like oh you do this you do that like we like myself included like turn our backs on God too frequently and the fact that God still is like you know what I still love you I'm gonna still care for you you still have my grace you still have my mercy like that's how good he no one is that good because if someone does me wrong are you really going to be that nice to them I don't know I don't know if I would really be that nice. And now God's still working on me like we're supposed to be. Yeah, but I'm just saying like, it's it's very hard for a human, a yeah, human being Camille to do that. So imagine like God still does that for us even when we aren't that faithful to him. Like he, <sighs> anyway, y'all, you're not really getting it. He's so loyal. He's a true really
0: you know, like
1: I don't think people really, you got to sit with that. Understanding that, Even when you are not faithful to God, even when you turn your back, even when you are disobedient, blatantly disobedient, even when like, not even you, let me say we, even when we are blatantly disobedient, even when we turn our backs on God, even when we just don't, I don't know. We just don't accept him. He still loves us. Like he's still faithful to us. That's someone who I love all the time. Like, you still love me, God? Yes, I do. Yes. That, 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 that's, that's the answer. He still loves you. And he wants to lovingly correct you. But he, again, he does that with love. He, he never stops loving his children. That's just, yeah, that's so good.
0: Yeah, that's good. I'm not even going to comment on that because I think he said, Everything yeah that was, that was just say, so, so good so, but go ahead taste and it. see the goodness of the lord <laughs> <laughs> psalm 38 taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the one who takes refuge in him okay so when i first saw this <laughs> you know bio start kicking in medicine start kicking in everything's like she kicking is still major y'all she is a <laughs> major and i started thinking like taste and sight are senses. And I've mm-hmm. seen this verse before, like, I've never, never, you know, dissected it that way. But taste and sight are senses. The Holy Spirit said mm-hmm. that to me. And I was like, okay, Lord, where do you want to go with that? Where you want to go with that? So I was actually, I went to the commentary next. And right below the verse, the commentary literally said, taste and sight are senses. And I was like, okay, we going Whoa. there. We should go somewhere. So the commentary said, taste and sight are physical senses. Ways in which we interact with the material world. In some ways, faith is like a spiritual sense. And with it, we interact with the spiritual world. To Mm -hmm. taste and to see are like trusting God, loving him, seeking him, looking unto him. Mm -hmm. The only way we're able to trust God, love him, seek him, look unto him, are to be intimate with him. Mm -hmm. And I immediately thought like when we taste something or see something, that thing has to be absorbed. So we're like, we we see it, the it's literally the light and all that, whatever happens in our eyes is absorbed, so we're able to see it. And then that makes us want to taste it. In a sense, be intimate with it, if you will, Mm -hmm. because we're understanding, we're understanding the texture, we're understanding the taste, we're understanding the smell, all of that. That is how we're supposed to be with God. That is how we taste and see his goodness, by being intimate with him, by being close with him. Mm. Um something else the commentary said to go off of that it says taste consider it seriously and thoroughly taste is considering something seriously and thoroughly and affectionately make trial of it by your own and others experiences we understand the goodness of god because of what other people tell us and because of our own experiences we taste the goodness of god because of others experiences and because of our experiences it says this is opposed by those slight and banishing thoughts which men have of it. So we only get to know God and taste and see if His goodness um, through intimacy. Period. Quickly put, like easily put. Um, as well, listen, listen to that too, intimacy episode. He that feels the fire hot, or as he that tasted honey sweet? Ye need not use arguments to persuade him to believe it. So here, let a man but once taste that the Lord is good, and he will thenceforth, as a newborn babe, desire the sincere milk of the word. Mm -hmm. Once you taste it one time, you're going to want more of it. And I think that's so cool that David put that verse that way, like, taste and see, like, get intimate with it, understand it, understand, whoa, understand, like, sometimes Camille will taste food and she's like, it needs more of this, it needs more of this. Take in, like, the word of the Lord and dissect it. Understand what it's really saying. Understand what ingredients went into the food, if you will. What ingredients went into the word? What ingredients went into the verse? So, yeah. Um, And then the last thing the commentary says, it says, Experience God's goodness for himself or herself. It could only come through a personal encounter, again, intimacy, in some ways similar to a taste or to see. Um and this just goes back to what Romans eight said about like all things working together for those who love God. If we constantly taste and see Him, then we know Him and we love Him better. So yes, yeah, that's it. Can I just
1: say <laughs> one little thing? When I love like the the last thing you just said about how you have to taste, um you have to taste and see the Lord, like for yourself. Like you have to understand that like, that is like a person, it takes a personal encounter, that personal intimacy. And if we're still using the, um, the, if we like season our own food, I might think something needs a little bit more salt, but then if you never tasted it and you put salt, now you blaming me that like, oh, now this is too exactly. salty. You should have tasted it for yourself. I yeah. personally thought it need a little bit more garlic powder. It need a little bit more salt. But then you could have said you could have been like, okay, let me just follow what you're doing. And then now you're like, oh, I don't like this anymore. I want to throw away the whole plate. Now, this is the problem that a lot of us do is that we like place our relationship on God and like place a dependence on it based on other people. Because one person wants something a little bit more salty and you didn't taste and see the Lord for yourself. Now you're upset at that person and upset at the whole food. They're like, I don't want to eat this food anymore because it's all salty now. But if you tasted it for yourself before grabbing something else, before grabbing that salt. Because there's times when like I just assumed it needed more salt and I'm like, dang, now it's salty. I should have tasted it before I seasoned it. I should have tasted it before I you know, went in with it. So just the understanding that like you have to taste and see the Lord for yourself. You have to build that intimacy with God. Now, having the community is very important. However, don't have your community, like don't place your relationship dependent on your community because people will fail you. People will always fail you because we're not perfect. Like church will fail you because we're not perfect. It's made from people. That's why it's imperfect. However, mm-hmm you have to still if one place didn't work for you still keep seeking the lord the lord is still good even if someone made your even if someone made it a little bit bitter cuz in the scripture it talks about how it's sweet like honey if it's bitter it's not the lord so you might need to go somewhere else to really seek out the lord um it just made me think of that like i don't i don't really know where this is exactly going i think i mentioned this before in the intimacy episode so definitely go listen to that from last season but it's really just all about having that personal experience and encounter with the Lord, because that's, what's Mm going to keep driving you to keep seeking God. Because the moment, if it's with someone else, like I know a lot of people, it's like, oh yeah, my grandmother took me to church. My grandmother like was always like praying for me. Okay. But you, I was, (laughs) oh my gosh, I was in a, um, like a little Bible study. Shout out to Victoria's book club. We're reading well-watered woman. Mm -hmm. And someone was saying how like She was talking to someone and she was like, okay, so how's your relationship with God? And he was like, well, you know, my grandmother prays for me. And she was like, okay, but do you pray for your grandmother? Like, it's not enough to just like have someone else like relationship with God, be your relationship with God. You need to have your own relationship with God. Then like other things will really flourish in your life. Then the fruit of the spirit will really be evident because it's your personal connection to the vine. You know how many, like a vine is not only just one, it's not connected to just one branch. The trees don't have just one branch. There's multiple branches. So we're all connected truly to the source. If you're just holding off, because you notice how like the little, if you're looking at a tree, you notice how like there's the main branches because they're truly connected. Then they might have like a little branch. It doesn't grow as big as the main branch because it's not, it's not directly connected to the main source. It might grow a little bit, it's gonna grow, but it's not gonna be as much as it could. And in the same way, when we're not when we're not personally connected to the true source through Jesus Christ God, we are gonna limit our growth and intimacy with him because we're never really gonna grow into our full potential if we don't seek God for ourselves.
0: Please seek God for yourself. That's good. That's it. That's all that's good. And going back to this like sweet thing and like the honey. Um, a Psalm Psalm 119103 says, How sweet are your words to my taste? Sweeter than honey to my mouth. The mm. only way that you would know that God's words are sweet. Whoa. Guys, okay. So sorry. But there's a big bug right here. And it's flying. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to... Take this party inside. Anyway, what have you say saying? Take the party um, inside. <laughs> right. I y'all, there is a lot going on out here. Like, a lot going on. Like, yeah. Okay. We have to go inside. Anyway, what I was saying is, um. so sorry. This is so, this like... This
1: is how we get so personal and intimate with our viewers. I just feel like we're just so down to earth. Like,
0: bro, I feel like I'm watching bro, a vlog. Uh, so... <laughs> I I'm just so sorry. Like <laughs> this is just terrible.
1: What no, in the world? it's not going to be terrible. You're still going.
0: <laughs> if you stopped, terrible. that
1: would have been terrible. This we, still scenes.
0: Scenes. we still. Oh my my roommate's bed not done, bro. <laughs> so okay. <dear>. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So what I was saying, like, in order to understand. The sweetness of God and the intimacy and all or the sweetness of God and the sweetness of his words. You have to be intimate with him, period, point blank. We're going to stop there. How else is goodness manifested in my life? Um, through my character. Galatians 6.10 says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers um so while i was thinking of that i was i wrote down like allowing all people to experience my goodness can be hard with my enemies that's a it says all people. so that that's means a people thing. who like people you don't like your enemies like that can be hard just being honest Real um hard. but that's what we're called to do like somebody does evil against you you're supposed to do good somebody was talking about you You're supposed to let it go and whatever happen. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's
1: just, it's just dawned on me. (sighs) Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So you, like, you can't cast out darkness with more darkness. The only way to cast out darkness is with light. So that's why when people are doing evil, we still are supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. good because we're supposed to be showing the light. We're supposed to be light of the world. So despite everything being dark, if we're dark with them, there's no more light. Now it's just dark fighting dark. And only the only way to really defeat the evil is with good, with light. That's the only way to defeat darkness. So just because someone talks to you any kind of way, you talking back to them any kind of way does nothing. What does that do? That like now you guys are both arguing and now you're causing a scene. Like that doesn't do anything. And now you have more people like and if you're causing, if you're using this now, you're causing a scene. Now people are going to be talking about you. Now people are gossiping that just was like a ricochet effect of like things that probably shouldn't have happened. Yeah.
0: yeah. I just thought was that.
1: That was, well,
0: that's not good. just me, it wasn't me, but wow. Cause light, darkness. Like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so just finishing that off um, every second, I, I thought of this yesterday, the Holy spirit, obviously, but every second I'm around people is an opportunity to be good because being good mm. is free. And he says to be good to all people. Mm-hmm. so yeah just trying to remember that um yeah that's all camille how's really was manifesting your in your life
1: yeah mine um since i kind of echoed what cheyenne had was saying for but i just have you know so just a few but mighty mighty things i also just so sorry cheyenne the way that this camera angled i'm just looking at your forehead like
0: bro not like
1: you, it's a forehead
0: Oh Well, anyway, if you're, watching uh, this video, you're not going to see me for the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. So if,
1: if you're listening Until to online, you can't. I mean, like through like Spotify or, or Apple. Yeah, you're fine. But I'm just sorry. That just that was, so it was like a forehead <laughs> talking. <laughs> anyway, Camille, how do you do like how is goodness manifested in your life? OK, so I would say um, through my kind actions, like similarly to what she was talking about like her character. Um I just said like being there for friends, but now I need to add being there for just all people, not just my friends. So like that was a big thing thing for me like make sure you're still being good to all people. Um That's good. my I love giving gifts to people. So when I can Ooh. find a gift, a
0: gift
1: of you like, that's really how I show my love, like, because if I like, oh, my gosh, this made me think of you like this is amazing. And that's also another way how I receive love, even if it's something small, it doesn't have to be an elaborate gift. It's just really it's like, wow, you thought about me. So yeah. when I do those, like, it seems like little things like, again, these are big impacts. So that's just like small ways. That I'm showing like my goodness just by, again, through my actions. And I want to echo what Cheyenne was saying, like through your character, like just being a good overall person. Yeah. Um. And then another thing I have is seeing God show up in my life in unimaginable ways. I'm going to bring back Ephesians 3.20. I'm pretty sure we talked about it that last episode, but let me read it again. I have to bring out NKJV, like the other versions mm-hmm. weren't hitting the same. So now to him who was able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above mm-hmm. all that we could ask or think according mm-hmm. to the power that works in us. You know, King James say that worketh in us so um yeah i just that just really god just keeps showing up and showing out like i'm like i see you god i see you and i just have like a, a note in here it's just like when his yes when when god says yes despite everyone around you saying no everyone else around you is telling you like give up and this kind of touches on like that faith and again we talked about that last episode about faithfulness so definitely go tap in but when everything around you is seemingly saying no like it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. You should Let's think differently. You should think that, like, what are you doing? Like, you're wasting your time. But if God told you something, you're going to have to just keep being obedient. And God's yes surpasses all the other no's. It doesn't matter what other people say. You know that song by Michelle Williams, like, when Jesus says, yes, nobody can say no. Can
0: that's says, what I'm thinking of. No. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then there's like also another there's like, I'm not worried. About a thing, and then it keeps going because I know God is providing for me. So, so just understanding that, like, you not really have to be worried about nothing. If God gave you that, yes, it will come to pass. Everything He says comes to pass. However, it may not be when we want it. It may not be how we see it. But it's all for the betterment. It's all for our good. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, like the podcast and everything. That's like another way that that God has just been doing more than we could ask or think. Like, I just, we just been seeing big, like, I'm so excited for the next six months, the next years ahead. I don't even know, like, there's something big happening with this podcast. Mm -hmm. So, and then also another thing, when God lets me know that he hears my prayers, like, he's just so good. Sometimes I think he too good to me. And it's just like, he being good guy, but sometimes I'm just like, no way. It's yeah. it could be something like as small as someone else saying something that I had literally been praying for. And then when someone says yeah. it, I'm like, whoa, God is really comforting me right now. Or when I open the the Bible app and the scripture relates to so like to the exact situation I was praying about. Mm-hmm. And God's reminding me, like, I heard you. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. Like it's all gonna be okay. So like I just understand that when God is like my comforter, that's when I know He's so good. Like the Holy Spirit is truly your comforter and when you are intimate with him and when you are really tapped in for yourself you'll embrace his comfort and it just feels so nice despite what whatever you're going through like I know I'm going to be all right I know this person's going to be all right my prayers are not in vain like God mm-hmm. I know you're here and I know you're listening and I know it will come to pass So yeah that's God is just so good in that that department like it, it's just it's good yeah yeah, but
0: that's no goodness when he reminds you, like I hear you, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ephesians three twenty is a great verse. So if we had to bring it up every week, I mean, so but yeah, it. great Maybe. verse. No, literally. Um, but yeah, just like remembering what God said, remembering the promise, even if mm. you got the rejection. Even if everything around you is saying no, like just reminding him. So I'll have the testimony for y'all in a few weeks, period. And we well, um, okay. Getting into self-control. So a key indicator of our status as representatives for Christ is having self-control. An example of that is like somebody, like we keep saying, somebody may have done something to you and you want to get them back, but you're controlling yourself because you know that Christ wouldn't get them back. You know that he wouldn't go the extra mile to make them hurt more than they hurt you. Like that just wouldn't happen. So having self-control, our flesh wants to get back at them. Our flesh wants to go off. Our flesh wants to say something, but the Mm. spirit does not submit to that. So having self-control. And then also like self-control for me, I think we brought this up is like saying no to fleshly desires and listening to the Holy spirit more. (laughs) This happened last weekend when Camille was here. So basically, Bro, I've been wanting some red velvet cake, bro. Like Sunday, Saturday, Friday, Thursday, like, bro, just the whole week I was wanting red velvet cake. So I was like, okay, bet. There was this little cake shop in the mall, black on. I'm like, okay, bet. I'm going to get some cake from there. No, bro. They had this little tiny, it wasn't tiny, but it was small, this little small bunt cake for $8. And I was like, okay, well, let's go to shop around and I'll come back and think about it. So, wearing Zara, whole time I'm thinking about the cake, and then I'm like, if I'm going to spend $10 for that, I might as well just spend another $2 to get Cheesecake Factory, because then I can get the cheesecake and the Red Velvet Cake in one, and it's bigger. So, I'm going back and forth, going back and forth. I'm like, Lord, should I get the cake? Should I get the uh, Cheesecake Factory? What should I do? What should I do? And then my phone. So, I'm like, bro, Okay. I'll just ask Camille if I can order it on her phone. I'm just thinking all of this through, just thinking all this through. And eventually I get to the point where it's like, okay, you do not need to spend $10 on a piece of cake, bro. Like you're literally traveling next week. You need to spend money. That can be a meal, literally. So I'm like, okay, we leave the mall. Camille's like, are you getting the cake? No, I'm not getting the cake. Not getting the cake. Um, And I just keep thinking, like I keep thinking just wait. (laughs) I keep the whole time I'm going over this whole situation. Which cake should I get? Which cake should I get? The Holy Spirit saying, wait, just wait, just wait. So, actually, back up before we left, we went to go get her food. And by the food shop was like the Great American Cookie. I was like, oh my gosh, they have red velvet cookies, only 250 So I'm like, okay, maybe this is what the Lord is telling me, to wait for. So I get one red velvet cookie, 250 Eat the cookie, great. Okay. Next day comes around. Me and my friends decide to go to a bakery. Also, this is the same bakery that on Sunday, I was like, okay, I could just order from this bakery. The cake is only $3, but it's going to be $7 by the time we get to the house. So I'm like, no, I'm not doing that either. So me and my friends on Monday went to the bakery. Bro. The cake was only, th- first of all, the cake was only $3. And it was very good, like very light, very refreshing. Like it definitely did exactly what it needed to do. So basically the moral of the story is like, I had self-control on Sunday because I didn't spend that money. I just waited. And yes, it was delayed gratification, but it was great. It was great. So that was definitely an area of self-control. And yeah, (laughs) so glad I waited because I saved like $8. Because who's going to pay $10 for cheesecake? I was, but that's besides the point. Anyway, just listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Because the whole time, like I said, he was telling me, just wait. But yeah. So <laughs> that's that. Um, And then self, another like area that self-control has shown up in my life is self-control of the mind. Controlling my thoughts and what I think about. And the Holy Spirit helps with this, like especially with... Um, I don't want to say the situation I'm going through because it's not a situation, but the waiting season I'm in, I've heard the devil. I've heard him. And he's just in like, hey, man, Like it's not happening. Like it's not coming. Like, bro, it's the end of June. It's not happening. And you just have to really cast those thoughts down and control the mind and just remember what God said. Remember what the Holy Spirit said. So, yeah i think self-control of the mind is a huge thing and that can be i feel like that can be an episode in itself like a panel type thing like Definitely. because yeah like the mind Ooh. is a crazy yeah. place bro there's so many things going on at once in every single lobe of the brain <laughs> that is actually crazy so but yeah so that's self-control in my life so Come good
1: out. yeah yes. i also
0: i just love how you like when you tell
1: your testimonies, you really take us back to that moment, and it's it's fun. Not what happened is funny. It's just like the way that you tell it is so funny. <laughs> but anyway, I'm yeah. um, very glad that that happened for you, and it's, it's just in a timely manner when we're talking about this this week. Because I remember I text mm-hmm. you, I was like, it "Looks like you have self control." You're like, "Oh my god, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was just it, it lined yes. perfectly.
0: Um, yeah, with the it did.
1: Okay. It did. So how self-control is in my life, um, I just, I said, like, overall discipline in all facets of my life. Like, and discipline, this is great. Discipline has been the word for 2023. Like, that was my word um, for 2023 that God gave me. is just, like, discipline. Like, we're going to come, like, we really coming different in 2023. And I sure am with God with me. So we are. Yeah, we really are. So, yeah, discipline has been the word of the year. It's been amazing. It's been been good it's been great um sometimes it's like kind of hard to have that discipline but understanding that like this is how great things are produced like it takes a disciplined mind it takes you controlling your thoughts it takes you dying to your flesh it takes you um doing all these things and if when I do die to my flesh I can show the other evidence of the spirit like show the fruit of the spirit once I die to my flesh so it all kind of correlates and ties into one another so Specific areas would be like, okay, praying as soon as I wake up and just thanking God for another day. Like that's my spiritual discipline. Before I do anything, my alarm goes off or I just naturally wake up. I thank God and I do my prayer. I mean, okay, y'all, yeah, of course, like I turn off the alarm. Then I thank God, you know, do my whole prayers and everything. It's just, that's been such a great, like this one to have to just like, I don't want to check my phone. I don't need to check text messages. I don't need to check emails. It's going to be there. Just thank God for being up. Like, I did not have to wake up this morning. So I thank you for extending your grace and your love and your mercy for me today. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just when you do that seems like a such a little thing. But I I promise y'all, like, it really will transform how you interact with your day. And I even talked to friends about that. Like, I'm like, okay, how do you start your day? And. They always talk about how, like, you know, I'm really stressed and stuff. And I was like, okay, so how do you start your day? soon so as I wake up, up, I check my phone. And I'm like, do you pray? Do you, like, do a devotional? When you're checking your phone, it's like, no, I think about all the stuff I have to do today. You wake up into chaos.
0: No, you're waking up into chaos, literally. You're you waking up like you're stressed.
1: Why do that? You know, that okay, yes, you so have taxing. to do this.
0: Stuff. Huh? That has to be so taxing, like, waking it up is. stressed.
1: And like, I can tell he was like, really like, whoa, you're like, not saying like, oh, like I'm right. But he was like, well, I never even thought about that. I was like, you're literally allowing chaos into your morning. And then that's building up. Like, yes, it's important to know what you have to do for the day, but consult God first. And then when you look at your to-do list, it won't seem as bad, you know? So like, that's definitely, I encourage everyone to try that out. Do it for, I don't know, like try this challenge out for 30 days and see what happens. And then you'll realize like, Mm -hmm. I can do this for the whole year. That's definitely- we have six more months. We're in July 1st. We have six more months of 2023. So you could drastically, crazy, make
0: a change. Boy. Like, yes.
1: could drastically make a change right now, right here, right now. So definitely do that. Um, Another discipline I have is reading my Bible diligently in the morning for the most part. Like there's 10% of the time I cannot do it in the morning in case, you know, life happens. So I try to do it like in the afternoon, evening, whatever. But 90% mm. of the time, I'm going to say 95% of the time because it is majority. I diligently read my Bible. Like I'm like on the verse of the day and I'm like actually going through the story and I'm actually taking notes. Or I go on my personal devotional. Or recently I watched a video about how to not be addicted to your phone by Alex. What's his last name? I forgot his last name, but it's the the guy is a black guy named Alex. He lives in Hawaii with his wife Localanim. They have a bunch of kids, but they love God. So that that's basically it. I can't think of his last name. But anyway, his name is Alex he made a video about not being addicted to your phone and he said like Even though you're doing a devotional on your phone, you've grown accustomed to just picking up your phone or picking up a device. So he was Mm -hmm. like, try to like get in your physical word. So the past few days, few is a stretch. The past two days, it was been two days I've done this. I've like read my physical Bible and I do read my physical Bible, but sometimes it's like it's so much easier with the Bible app. But I don't want to go like get accustomed to just like being on my phone, even if it's for a good thing. Like it's the Bible, but like, I still don't want to be on my phone like that. So I've been reading my physical Bible. It's been great. Currently I'm in Jeremiah. It's been really good. And I think that's a great way to like do like a little, I would say like a reset or just a, de- a tech detox. So you're not just like always accustomed to your phone. Um, and then meditating on a verse throughout the day. Like these are all spiritual disciplines. Then I have other, I told y'all like, this is like, you can have discipline in other facets of your life. So I had like working out three times a week. That's a minimum. I've been doing great on that. Um, this is crazy. Like my study routine, like when I have a test coming up, I'm like diligent about how I'm studying, despite how I feel, like I'm gonna still get it done. So this also like, I'm not a huge procrastinator, but I'm not going to say that I've never procrastinated because that's a lie. Like I have, but I'm not like. Too, too big a procrastination, but it does happen. So, definitely trying to like, you know, discipline myself when I'm studying. And today I started like diligently studying for my LSAT. So, I'm planning to take the LSAT next year, but I have to start studying. It's a long process because it's a hard test. So, I started my literally, I started studying today. Like, I took a practice test today before the podcast, and I was like, wow, I was being disciplined. Like, instead of sleeping in on a Saturday morning, here I am getting up early. Of course, I read my word. And then I had to take a test that I don't want to take. But I'm like, it's the only way I can get into law school and get some money. So I got to take the test. So, yeah, that's another discipline. Um, getting off my phone at night. I could go on and on and on sleeping. Da Now, the biggest thing I have is consistency. It's not enough to just do it one time because that's not how you form a habit. You have to do it consistently in order to form an actual habit. So Mm -hmm. consistency is key when you're thinking about discipline. Just because you do something once does not mean it's going to, when you do it again, it's going to be at that same level or it's just going to happen magically on its own again. Like you have to keep up with it. It's a daily commitment to dying to your flesh. And yeah, that's that on that.
0: That's good. I love the study routine for tests because... I got to get on this MCAT study, man.
1: Uh, junior year,
0: so. Bro, junior year is just, and I'm taking like 18, 19 credits. How am I supposed to take that many credits and study? Somebody, it's make, make sense. It's going to make sense.
1: Right, and you're not going right. to be stressed either. I like, she's not going to be stressed. So,
0: because how
1: you do all that and not be stressed, i God, like I took 20 credits last semester. I don't recommend that though. But like, I took 20 credits. How do you do that? And, mm, mm, God, that's that, that's how you do it. That's
0: how that's, you do it. Uh, that's good. That was great. Needed that. Okay, so how can just to wrap this up, we bro, these episodes may get in longer and longer every week. I know. So sorry, you know? y'all. But I'm sure like it has to be said. So like even just can't pause, sad. like it's okay. okay. Yeah, just like come back yourself. something. Just to wrap it up though. How can you grow your goodness and self-control? So practical tips just from, these are all like personal, just me, like I didn't search these up. Um, But goodness is do good when all you're surrounded by is evil. This Mm -hmm. world is evil. People can be evil, but we're still supposed to be the light. We're still supposed to be the good in the middle of the evil that's around us. So that's the first step. Second thing is... um. Something from the verse of the day yesterday, actually, it said, give up what you want for something that could have an eternal impact. And that goes back to doing something for others, even if you may not want to do it. Um, Mm. So yeah, that's just how you can grow in goodness. Um, Just thinking about other people first. How to grow in self-control. The first thing is to say no to yourself more. Going back to my Red Velvet Cake example, you may have to think through it, but just Say no to yourself because most of the time when you desire something, some of the time when you desire something, I won't say most, some of the time, it's a fleshly desire. Um, So just learning to say no more, just learning to say no more and even ask the Holy Spirit, like, Lord, are you telling me this or is it mm-hmm. me or is it the devil? Because you can also be telling yourself things that's, that you don't need to do. So say no to yourself more. Second way to grow in self-control is to ask the Holy Spirit for advice, as I just said, and then advice in any situation. And then the third thing is do things that increase your faith. Um, So increasing our faith allows us to see God's goodness in every situation, in circumstance, mm-hmm. as we brought up and not be shaken by it. Um, And this allows us to know that he'll work everything out because he's good, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. so just have that faith um in and you'll understand that um grow your faith, increase your faith and one way to increase your faith is to ask God to do it. Now when I thought about this, I thought about like don't pray, Lord, increase my faith if you don't actually mean it because he will bring you through tough situations where you can only lean on him and you have to have faith in him. So if you're not about it for real, if you really don't want to have faith, if you really don't want to live this life life of faith and self-control, don't ask him for it because he'll bring it to you and then it'll be your responsibility to wait well. It'll be your responsibility to talk to him when you're going through it. It'll be your responsibility to lean on other people. It will all be your responsibility. So if you want to grow in self-control, want to grow in goodness, want to grow in faith, ask him, but only ask him if you're for real about it. Yeah. Be ready for that test
1: because he will give it to you. test because it's coming. Because how do you know if you know something well if you don't get tested? You can say that you know it, but if I ask you a question, you don't know the answer. You don't know it. That's why I have to give you a test. That's why we Mm -hmm. have to do tests in school. Like, it's not enough to say, like, well, yeah, I understand it. Okay, if you understand it, answer this problem. Well, I can't answer that problem. Then you don't understand it.
0: You don't understand. It's the importance of tests. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And in the test, you can learn. Because mm-hmm. even this is an example. Okay, quick example. Like when we do, we did our biology test and stuff, or any test you do, you get feedback and you get the right answers. So after the test, you can see, okay, what did I get wrong? Let me go study the right answers. So the test is necessary.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you had more. No. Okay, um, I'm not going to add anything to Cheyenne's uh, to how she said to grow in your self-control, because I think every single point she made was great. The only thing I would add for goodness, and this is my only thing, is really just serve others. Um, That's Mm. really how you grow in your goodness, serving others. Jesus knew how to lead others because he served them. And um, a scripture I'm going to bring up, First Peter chapter 4, verses 10, it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. He doesn't say use them to advance yourself. Use it to serve someone else. Now that's how you be good. Um, and another example was in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, for even the son of man came not to be served but to serve mm-hmm. others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, this doesn't yeah. mean go ahead and be a martyr and, like, you know, you have to die for someone. Mm-hmm. But it does mean you have to, like, be willing to serve, humble yourself. Um, in order to really lead, you do have to serve. You do have to understand, like, what it takes to be in, like, other positions. So don't get – even when you make it to the top, don't forget where you came from. So, like, don't don't lose sight of all that. Um, and yeah, that's all, that's all I had to say with that.
0: Shai, anything else? Uh, yeah, just to wrap it up, this quote I got from somewhere, some website. It says, for human beings, goodness involves right behavior, expresses itself in kindness and other praiseworthy qualities, including avoiding evil and springs from the inner person. So those are ways that you can be good, show goodness, all of that. Um, but like I said, yeah, man, this episode, <laughs> the devil trying to take me out. He's trying to take <laughs> me out, bro. Like, that was a big, really, really big red wasp. Why is it red? And why can I see the wings, like, very well? anyways guys yeah this episode has just been a lot planes flying people working like dogs barking like what (laughs) no for real Anyway, this is this is real this is raw uncut but yeah so this was great this was god make sure y'all be in a light and we'll see y'all in the next episode
1: bye y'all